Okay, so let's uh, review a little bit. Remember the six images for the instructions? Remember what they are? Yeah. Now these ins these uh, teachings on the problems of the part, the six images for the instruction, these are instructions actually on how to listen to Dharma, how to listen to a teaching. So it's not only uh, the, the what you're studying that is, it's not only what you're studying that is, uh, it's not the only thing that's important. It's not the person teaching it that's important. It's also the person listening. So all these three th factors must be well uh, coordinated, must be well uh, linked with one another in order for the venture of teaching or the Dharma to be fruitful. So the attitude that you have towards teaching, uh, towards uh, uh, studying the, the Dharma will help you understand the Dharma better. So the problems of the part, let's go with that first. Remember the problems of the part? I'll help you with three of them. <laughs> Leak, that's one column. What's oh, the? Dirty. dirty and upside, upside down. down. Okay. And uh, upside down means not listening. Leaking means, that's the one that most of us have. <laughs> Leaking. Forgetting, yeah. And uh, upside, uh, what's the other one? Dirty? Poor motivation. Yeah, poor motivation, and also coming up with your own uh, prejudices. Okay. Not having an open mind. Right. And we have to look out for these problems of the part, uh, not only in their gross forms, but also in their subtle forms. Okay. Uh, the six images for the instruction. Remember those? Yeah. Um, is it the, the, the? It's not the teaching. It's not the uh, teaching rather than the teacher. Right? Um, the the wisdom mind rather than your ordinary. Oh, mind. not that one. Not that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, 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 we talked about that. Three hours. Uh, what was that? No, not the three hours. No, that's what uh, it's referring to. <laughs> the six images are, uh, when you go to a teaching, you're supposed to imagine the teaching is supposed to be like a, you are a sick person. Right, yeah. Going to the doctor, the, doc, the Buddha is the doctor. The, the teaching is the medicine, the nurses who are helping you, like, like, excuse <coughs> me, like the uh, taking, you know, uh, applying the teachings, like, is the, like the nurse, and uh, what's the other one? So we have the Buddha's doctor, you are the sick person, and the Dharma is the medicine, and not only is it just, just take the Dharma, it's supposed to follow the instruction, that's like the nurse, and uh, the two, two more. The teaching, 
instruction. Ah. Uh, to, to follow the instructions. Yeah. Follow the instructions. In, you know, do what the doc doctor tells you to do. But uh, two other ones have to do with the doctor being infallible and trusting the doctor and something else to do with the teachings. Hmm. That's cheap. Let's go to the footnotes. What was that? Would faith come into that? Faith? Yes, some kind of trust and faith. Mm. Well, here they are. Think of yourself as a patient. Okay. Think of the Dharma as medicine. Think of your teacher as master physician. The, the, the teacher has the doctor. Think of following his teaching as... Uh, following the doctor's orders as to get better. Think of the Buddha as infallible, or of the infallible one, your teacher, as a Buddha. And the last one, pray that this, I guess that's the faith one, pray that this great cure, the teachings of the Buddhas, may long remain in the world. Hmm. <laughs> uh, it seems like the first four is already enough. The the last two, I don't see how they are. They, 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 I don't see how they strengthen the the sixth the image. Think of the Buddha as the infallible, or think of the your teacher as the as either think of the Buddha as being infallible. And, I mean, it seems to be if, as soon as you as soon as you as soon as you say Buddha, you think about somebody who's infallible. That's what the, the infallible person is supposed to be a Buddha. So think of the Buddha as being infallible, or think of the the teacher as the Buddha, as a Buddha. That one might be. So. Yeah. The very last part. The very last. Yeah. Think of the teacher as a think. It, it asks two things. Think of the Buddha as being infallible, or think of the teacher as being a Buddha. And the last one is pray that the great, this great cure, the teaching of the Buddha, may remain for a long time in the world. I think I'm going to forget the last, next, the last two again next time we encounter it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Intention, your for yeah, so everyone else who's, who has this disease, who has the sickness, may they come to this uh, medicine also. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here, Pabonka Rinpoche detailed for us the various points, and then he explained, uh, we read that, there's a great highway along which each and every Buddha of the three times travels. It is a single guide, guiding lamp, for living beings in all three lands. And what are, what are the three lands, remember? Yeah. Yeah. 
So on the earth, ab uh, underneath the earth, and above the earth. These are the three lands. It is none other than the teachings known as the stages of Buddhahood. And the heart, the very life of this teaching, is the instruction on the three principal paths. Okay? So remember, steps to Buddhahood is a type of teaching that started way back with uh, actually the first person to actually uh, present the Buddha's teachings in this way, steps to Buddhahood, was the teachings that uh, uh, at Lord Atisha gave okay, when, he, when he was invited to Tibet. And he sort of summarized the Buddha's teachings in two steps because the, the Tibetans at that time were a bit confused about what part of the... Uh, they were confused about when to apply certain parts of the teachings of the Buddha. It seemed to them contradictory. Okay. And, and there are a lot of teachings which are commentaries on Atisha's text, which was called Lev of the Path. And the teachings commenting on Lamps of the Path are known as Steps to Buddhahood, Lamrim teachings. And you have so many different teachings on Lamrim. And the many teachings, uh, some teachings, uh, no, they, they have the steps. Uh, the precious human life, uh, the teacher is the Buddha, and all the way to practicing the six perfections and entering Tantra. So all these are supposed to be the steps to Buddhahood. Um, the order, depending on the, depending on how the order is presented, will sort of determine what lineage of step, steps to the Buddhahood is being taught. There's a southern Manjushri lineage, there's a northern Manjushri lineage, there's a uh, what is called uh, path of ease lineage, the uh, path of bliss, and you have uh, the great treaties on the great treaties on on the steps to Buddhahood by by uh, by uh, Tsongkhapa. You have uh, and Jason Tsongkhapa actually wrote several texts on on Lam Rim, and this is one of them. And this is supposed to be like the uh, steps of the path is supposed to be like a summary of all the teachings that the Buddha gave and arranged them in such a way that to study this, gain this realization, and that helps you to study this, gain this realization, and all the way you get to Buddhahood. So it's supposed to be like a summary of, of all these teachings, of all these steps. And um, what, what uh, Yeson Kappa did with this text is summarize those summaries even further into just three. If, if you just develop these three realizations, you will, have reached Buddha, you will reach Buddhahood. That's the promise. Okay. We would all like to become Buddhas. I think we spent a lot of time on that little statement there. Do you really want to become Buddhas? <laughs> do, you, do you want to become Buddhas? That's, that's the question. <laughs> Okay, what is that Buddha that you want to become? What is Buddha? You said you want to become a Buddha, so what, what is a Buddha? If you say you want to become a doctor, and ask you what, what is a doctor, then you will be able to explain it. So you say you want to become a Buddha, so I'm asking you, what is a Buddha? You want to become it, so what is it? When someone is free of samsara, you're no longer having to engage in Mm, okay, nice. Uh, 
way of ending that. <laughs> so from this place. <laughs> no longer have to engage. Right, from this can, place. But not from the not without the with the twelve dependent arisings. We we don't have any of those attachments, we don't have any of those mm. obscurations or mm. poisons or mm. Is that clear to you when you're saying it? I think it is. Is it a clear? Is it a is it a clear object to you for you, Buddha? Oh, Buddha, Buddha a clear object. Yeah. Wow. If you if you're passing uh, on a road and you see something that interests you, but you don't go and and get it, and you get home and you think, oh, I would like to get that. There's, there's a clear idea in your mind about it. You saw it, and because you saw it, you were able to have a, an aspiration for it. Did you see Buddha for you to have an aspiration for it? I, for me personally, mm? I think that it's... Um, I, I have like that glimmering of the idea, but mm? if I really, really had it, I don't think I would be yeah, yeah, yeah. still like this. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a dangerous <laughs> <laughs> Well, for, the first thing you mentioned was suffering. You want to be free of suffering. Okay. Uh, we are so familiar with suffering that we don't we we don't really have a good idea of what lack of suffering is like. Mm-hmm. Because almost everything, almost every moment, uh, even the time when you are uh, you know, enjoying ourselves, that moment itself is considered is is said to be suffering also. Okay. So we are so enmeshed in, in suffering that it's, it's uh, somewhat difficult for us to picture what the state of not suffering is like. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that is only presenting it in a, in, in, in a sense of what is it like rather than uh, what, it, what it is not like. But we, are, but we, can, be, we, can, we can sort of like uh, aspire to it by by thinking of what it is not like. It is not like this. <laughs> That's one thing that we can be, we, we wish to be certain, uh, uh, wish to have certainty about. Buddhahood is not like this. It's not like this state right now where we are suffering. So whatever it is not like this, that's what we want. Okay. Exactly what it is like when you're there, it's not like this. <laughs> but... But we don't know exactly what it is like. Okay. So that state we aspire to. But Buddhas aren't just those who are are not suffering. But they are also the 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 crucial uh, the crucial quality of of a Buddha is omniscient. Okay. A Buddha is omniscient. And it's not just the omissions of the Buddha is not just a, a personal 
it's not just something that you aspire to because uh, it, you personally now you, you can have this great pride of knowing everything. But the omniscience of the Buddha is that you are able to help anyone. That's what the omniscience of the Buddha refers to. Anyone, no matter what their problem is, you can help them. You know what to do for them, to help them. Okay? So that's the crucial uh, quality of the Buddha. Okay. So we would all like to become Buddhas so we, would, so, so we could uh, help others. But to do so, we have to work to achieve this state. To do this, though, we have to know how. And that's what we got into. What is... Wh how do you know what you are studying is authentic? How do you know what you're if what you're studying is something that would actually lead you to Buddhahood? How do you know if you have not reached Buddhahood yet? How do you know a particular road leads to... Uh, a destination that you're going to, if you've never if you've never been there. You t I, I think you tend to meet people who have gone ahead of you, mm -hmm. and you observe them, and you see how they are living, how I mean, you watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you you sort of see in those people who are ahead that they possess some of the qualities that sort of show you a sign that they're closer to, to, to that. They possess the qualities and you also observe their actions and mm -hmm. the way they deal with yeah. circumstances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, uh, just think of this one. If you've never been to a place before, right, and you want, you want to get there, and you start studying different roads of how to get there, what are the roads that you would eliminate among the possible choices given to you as possible roads to get there? Which ones would you eliminate? <laughs> okay, that's the one you came from. Okay, good. What other roads would you eliminate? What other roads that you have not? Being on that you eliminate that you would eliminate also. What was that? Okay. So I guess. Okay. You can sort of see that they don't go. They don't go in that direction. See, all that is... Part of me that's a coward is say, <laughs> the typical growth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot of hills and stuff. That was... This is smooth and flat. That's for me. That's my... That's a part of my nature. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not pleased with Then how do you finally uh, make that decision? Okay, this is the road that I will take. So, so by, by hearsay. Qualified hearsay. Yeah, qualified hearsay. Qualified hearsay. So it's not just anybody who says it, but people who say it, and those people are trustworthy. Yeah. Okay. So get directions from people who are trustworthy, and you have to 
if, if the person t- uh, give you a road that you've already been on, then you know it's, it's not the road because you were already on that road. And, uh, and danger, and then the hill, up and hill, uh, uh, the, the, the smoothness of the road. This one you would have to investigate by yourself. So your own reasoning has to tell you. So there's something, even though you've never been on that road before, you still have to uh, use, yeah, by knowing the destination, it will sort of help you sort of uh, navigate, help you to navigate yourself to it, to, to it. If you have a very vague idea of where you're going, then you can spend, no, you can spend ages trying to get to it. Because you, 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 you can't really navigate yourself to it. It could be anywhere. But if you have a specific, if you have a clear idea of what that destination is, just having that clear idea of the destination will help you map the road. And when you go to ask someone, how do you know that person is, uh, what's the word you said, authoritative? Trust- oh. Trustworthy? Okay. How do, you know this, how do you know you can trust this person? You still have to use your own understanding of what's the destination, this information this person is giving me. Does it seem to be something that will lead me to, to, to that destination? If it seems to be something to lead to that destination, then you will follow that, what that person says. Then you will, and if the person seems to have um, some authority, seems to speak from some form of, of authority, then you will follow that person. But the main thing is, you must have a clear idea of what that destination is. So, for example, one of the qualities about Buddhahood that we, we understand is that it is lacking suffering. We know what, we know what is not there. But if someone is uh, sort of, if we encounter a path or someone is, is, is uh, trying to, trying to uh, convince us of a particular path that we're supposed to lead to it, and the path itself we know is a path that leads to suffering, or is a path of self made up of suffering, then your your intuition will tell you, I don't think this can be this cannot be the path. Okay? It's like uh, to get clean you gotta get dirty. Does that make sense? No. To get clean you gotta get dirty. No. Yeah. If you're already if to to, to only something dirty will be cleaned, but to get to clean, you don't have to get yourself dirty. I mean, you don't have to, you know, go and, oh, I'm not dirty, let me get myself dirty so I can be, and then I'll be clean. You're already clean, maybe.
to someone that hasn't done this. It's uh, ridiculous. But yeah. you, if you can't get it out, you can put w more water in, and it'll like gel with the water that's already in there, and then you can shake it all out. Mm -hmm. So I'm not so sure that um, uh, like a, a, a path that see. I know what you're not. You're not saying that a path. The path shouldn't involve any stress whatsoever. I know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, but, mm. but you're saying the uh, uh, suffering can't be the way to end of suffering. Yeah. Like that. But uh, there's a fine line because then, uh, you know, there's, there's people where it, you can look from the outside and it even looks like what their their method is something like suffering. Mm. It's a very, like, um, like uh, for example, uh, what we come to know as a, what do you call that, ascetic practices? Right. Like, for, like what the Buddha was doing, starving himself. Yeah, starving himself. Like, try, just trying to remove desire by, by sh like, sheer will. Mm. Like, I'm just, not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna, alright, so my body is desiring or I'm desiring things, I'm just gonna completely not fulfill any desire. Mm -hmm. Even if it comes up strongly, I'm just gonna like ignore it. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you're not getting it, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't understand 100% why that didn't, didn't work. Why it didn't work? It didn't work, or why I put it in and worked, or. Mm. Mm -hmm. Maybe because in denying it, you're still giving it its. You're attached, you're still sort of in a way attached to it if you're denying yourself of it because you think it's something that you would desire, so therefore I'm going to deny it. But if you learn to view it differently, you're not going to have that. You can enjoy something, you can enjoy a, a meal without being attached and like holding on to it. So you're saying the goal is to not be attached to the thing? I don't know. I'm not the story. I'm just saying maybe that's why it didn't work. <laughs> but the the premise behind uh, the practice of asceticism is that uh, there's an understanding that oh, I am suffering because of karma. Well, that's one one way of of explaining it. I'm suffering because of karma. If I just exhaust my karma, then I, then I will have no more karma to suffer anymore. Then I will be free. So one way of sort of like uh, expediting the the ripening of karma is to make yourself suffer. Right. Yeah, Deliberately uh, make yourself suffer. Okay, no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put much stock in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the, the act of causing yourself suffer to suffer is mm. is it's creating karma. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, there, 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 that is a, a, a somewhat of a form of asceticism that the Buddha agrees to. What's that? Uh, no, not uh, giving, uh, not not fulfilling any desire. Yeah, as a, as a means to control what you might call wild desire. Desire, desire, run amok. You don't fulfill just any desire, any any whim that comes to your mind. Oh, you mean you, I, 
okay, you're not just, uh, yeah, not just not fulfilling 100%. Mm. I was saying not fulfilling 0%. You're fulfilling, not fulfilling any of them. Yeah, fulfilling 0%. Uh, yeah, you could do that too if you want. And that would not necessarily mean that you uh, cause yourself physical harm. Um, right. And yeah. you're saying, is that something you need to also recommend that? No, let's say, well, the thing of starving yourself. There is desire for wonderful tasting food. Right. And there's eating because your body needs food. Right. Yeah. You would still you would still eat, just that when you eat, it's not because I like the taste of that food or anything. You just uh, now my body needs nourishment, whether it tastes good or not. That, that, that's not what I'm, that's not what you're fulfilling. Right. So it's like desire to at a certain point it becomes excess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that about motivation? Is your intention? Is it to nourish yourself or is it just because you can't get enough chocolate? Yeah. And don't talk bad about chocolate. <laughs> Chaga is not included in that. <laughs> Many things like uh, that purple thing. Eggplant? Eggplant, yeah, definitely. That's a category, yeah. Mm. Easy to get hungry. Even if you're hungry, you should. That one, if you have desire for it, no, you shouldn't fulfill it. (laughs) 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 Something is wrong with you. (laughs) But if you have desire for chocolate, it's a natural, natural, you know, you need it. So the principal path, this brings us to our present text, the, the three principal paths, which was composed by the protector gentle voice as he appeared to his disciples in the form of a man, the great Tsongkhapa. You understand what is, what, uh, is being said here? This brings us to our present text, the, the three principal paths, which was composed by the protector gentle voice as he appeared to his disciples in the form of the man, of a man, the great Tsongkhapa. Right. I'm on the second paragraph to the last. Mm-hmm. 32. The, the, the second paragraph from the bottom. So you're asking us, what do we know who that gentle voice is? Yeah. You should know. Yeah. Is that the gentle voice? The gentle voice is Manjushri. For some reason I didn't consider it as a sword. Yeah. It's a sword of wisdom. Gentle. Yeah. 
so what he's saying is that he is, he recognizes Jason Kappa as being none other than Manjushri himself. So he's saying Manjushri came here in the form of a man, and that that man that he came as was Sonkapa. And then what's doing that? Really? And it, we hear it all over here? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember hearing it before like that. Was, was that just... Okay. <laughs> okay. He granted the teachings to Ngong Takpa, a friar from Taco District, out of the east in Galmo Valley. Remember, Tako, remember Ngaon Takwa is the one that for yeah, the three principal path was actually a letter written to Ngaon Takwa. Ngaon Takwa was with him in the beginning, and then you said, and Ngaon Takwa had this dream. He said, that means you have to go back back home and then start and teach the Dharma there. Mm -hmm. And so, as after being away from Jason Kappa for some time, they would correspond through letters, and Jason Kappa wrote this with the letter to him. This, this was the letter written to Naon Dragpa. Okay. Uh, here we speak of the three principal paths, while in the teachings of the steps to Buddhahood we talk of the practitioner of the three different scopes. What are the practitioner of the three different scopes? Small, medium, and large. Yeah. <laughs> Quite large. Small, medium, and greater. <laughs> okay. And and it's a three different scopes. And remember the remember the the, the term scope. That means the, the capacity of the person at that time. Okay. What is your real capacity? What is it that you? What is it that you? It's not just. It's not only like uh, appreciating Buddhahood, and then saying, "Well, I appreciate that, but I don't think I can do it." It's not. It's not. It's, it's not scope in that sense, but scope in the sense of uh, uh, seeing Buddhahood as, uh, "Oh, I'll be, I'll be free from samsara," and don't think of the other. Implications of of, uh, of what Buddhahood is, so that's what you are really aspiring for, free from samsara. Or you can think of Buddhahood as oh, possessing a lot of, lot of, uh, possessing wealth. So just then Buddhahood for you becomes just possessing wealth. So you think uh, perhaps what you're really aspiring for is just being a god. Okay. So that's really what determines what's your scope. You could be doing, uh, you could be uh, practicing high yoga tantra, but all your uh, all your uh, all you're doing this for so that you can be wealthy, or so that you can become a god. Okay. Uh, Uh, now on page 33. The three principal paths are like the main beam that supports all the rest of the roof. 
Your mind must be filled with these three thoughts if you hope to practice any Dharma at all, whether it is the open or the secret teachings of the Buddha. A, main, sorry, a mind caught up in renunciation leads you to freedom, and a mind filled with hopes of becoming a Buddha for the sake of every living being brings you to the state of omniscience. A mind imbued with correct view finally serves as the antidote for the cycle of life. So, you know, that's a summary of what the three principal paths are supposed to be. Okay. Renunciation. Uh, hopes of becoming a Buddha for the sake of every living being. And correct view. These are the three paths. These are the three realizations that you, you need to reach the goal of, of Buddhahood. And it says here, the three principal paths are like a, the main beam that supports all the rest of the roof. The roof that he's talking about. What is the roof that he's talking about? What's, what's this house? The three principal paths are like the main beam that supports the roof of that house. It's interesting that he's using, using the image of a house here as the goal, where in uh, some of the teachings the, the Buddha describes, uses samsara as a house. <laughs> a house you want to get out of, and here's a house you want to get into. <laughs> okay. So what do you think is this house, where the main beam of the three principal paths That's supposed to be the roof of it. Well, there are three houses actually, not just a house. <laughs> the house of the practitioner of the first scope, the house of the practitioner of the second scope, and the house of the practitioner of the third scope. Okay. And and it's, it's not one beam, it's, it's three beams, right? The, each, each, each of the path is a, is a beam. The, the realization beam, the bodhicitta beam, <laughs> and the correct view beam, okay? You can still have the house with two beams, mm. okay? You can still have a house, your roof will still be supported nicely, with just two, with just two beams, and that's renunciation and correct view. But the house cannot be as uh, cannot be. Uh, there's a limit to the size of the house. <laughs> it can only be a one-bedroom house. <laughs> but when you have three beams. There's no limit to the size of the house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what do you want? You want a shack? <laughs> or you want a palace? <laughs> okay. Right. Otherwise, you can do... Uh, a mind imbued with correct view finally serves as the antidote for the cycle of life. 
continuing, otherwise you can do non-virtuous deeds, what we call non-merit, and take a birth in one of the lives of misery. Why are you saying otherwise here? Otherwise you can do non-virtuous deeds. You think so? That could be it. Why are you all of a sudden saying otherwise? Otherwise you can do non-virtuous, non-virtuous deeds. Basically, uh, if you don't have those, you, then you will be doing non-virtuous? Yeah. Either, either you have all of them. If you don't have all of them, that's what you will end up doing. Mm-hmm. And end up doing non-virtuous deeds. Mm-hmm. And what, do, what will those do for you? They will help you take birth in lives of misery. Now I say deeds of merit will only lead you to a rebirth in, as a man or a pleasure being of the desire realm. Okay. So otherwise, meaning either you do these three things and you end up with a nice house or a palace or you can do two other things do good deeds or do bad deeds good deeds lead you to life as a man again or, or lead you to life as a, as a god do bad deeds that will give you to life as a, uh, a, uh, an animal a hungry ghost Hell realm, you know, these are the 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 life, the births of lives of misery, the three lower realms. Now, do you, do you, are you getting something here? Good deed and bad deeds. Uh, some sometimes we mix, we don't see it. We, the deeds with, uh, we do with renunciation, the deeds we do with bodhicitta, the deeds we do with correct view, we call it good deeds. But good deeds also can be done without any of, the, any of those three. You can do good deeds where there's no renunciation necessary. You can do good deeds without any uh, sense of bodhicitta. You can do good deeds without any sense of correct view. And these good deeds, because they're not mixed with any one of those, they, leads to, they, they lead to pleasure in samsara. Either birth as a human being or birth as a, a god of some sort. These, a good deed that is done without renunciation, that is done without bodhicitta, that is done without correct view, still leads to a good result, but only within samsara. It doesn't, these kinds of good deeds do not lead to uh, nirvana. They don't lead to freedom. So you have to be more than good. <laughs> if you want to get out of samsara, you got to be better than good. <laughs> and there's no need to talk about uh, non-virtuous deeds. Okay. There's no way you can do non-virtuous deeds with renunciation, with correct view, or with uh, bodhicitta. That's impossible. Just by the definition of being non, non, non-virtuous already means that 
they're not imbued with any kind of uh, any one of those uh, realizations. Yeah. But a good deed that does not necessarily mean that the person is imbued with uh, is not an action that is necessarily motivated by renunciation. You could do a good deed, for example, and you're motivated by self uh, by self uh, selfish interest. Yeah. Or no. In in this in this case, deed is uh, can be th thought also. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So deeds of merit will only lead you to a birth as a man or a pleasure being of the desire realm. The deeds we call invariable will take you as far as a pleasure being of the form or formless realm. And that's... Uh, did I explain that already? <laughs> Should I go over this? This invariable deed? Don't remember it? Mm. <laughs> okay, the deeds we call invariable will take you as far as a pleasure being of the form or formless realm. Okay. Invariable means uh, cannot vary. <laughs> okay. Cannot change. The actions that leads to the birth as a form or formless realm being are specific. You almost have to uh, be directing your your action towards that for you to be born there. You cannot be born there by accident. Okay. It's not like uh, you do some good deeds, you do some another good deed, and then somehow they come together and then boof, you're in a formless realm. You can do good deeds here and there, here and there, and not knowing, not directing it, not dedicating it, not <clears throat> directing it. And then you could be born as a man, you could be born as a, uh, uh, you know, any, any of the gods in the desire realm. Remember those, those, those different realms, right? It's not, so this is vary, they, they can vary. But to be, be born as a god in the form realm, you have to do a specific meditation related to that specific uh, realm. To be born in the formless realm, there are four divisions of formless realm. In order to, for you to be born there, you have to master a meditation specifically for that, for, for whichever realm that is. So for, uh, for the experience where you live an existence where your consciousness is merged with space, for example, and that's, you, that's all you live as for, for the duration of that existence, could be, uh, you know, could be millions and millions of years, you just experience your consciousness as space one with space. So you have to master the meditation where you are merging your mind with space. And that's the only thing that will get you there. It doesn't vary. Okay. So the same thing with the other ones.
Oh, they don't fit in yeah. the path. Yeah. No, they are all in samsara. Oh. Yeah. So it's see, it's not like uh, as you are as you are uh, progressing on the path, then you get to be you get you get to be born on, on these stages gradually as you're getting closer and closer to Buddhahood. It's not that way. But what what might make it seem that way is that while you are on the path to Buddhahood. You have to learn to master those meditations that would lead you to be born there. But you're not mastering those meditations with the intention of being born there. You're mastering those meditations to learn to just uh, make, uh, make directly manipulate subtle aspects of your mind, subtle aspects of consciousness, because you need them to do certain work. Like, for example, the Bodhisattva. Uh, not just the Bodhisattva, but or even the, the person who's aspiring to just that one-bedroom condo, <laughs> masters these meditations so that they can use it on the path. And the Bodhisattva masters these meditations so that they can also use it on the path, but also can actually, if there is someone in those... Uh, in, who are reborn in those realms, they can actually be reborn there and then be influential in helping them continue to, to, get to, to be on the path. Okay. So if you don't have bodhicitta, if you don't have uh, renunciation, if you don't have correct view, and you do these meditations and you master them, you will be reborn in the form realm or you'll be reborn in the formless realm, depending on the meditation. And here's a nice little sentence there. You can pretend to practice anything. The channels and winds and drops, the great seal, the great completion, the creation and completion, whatever. (laughs) 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 But unless the three principal paths fill your thoughts, each of these profound practices can only bring you back to the cycle of birth. They can't even begin to lead you to freedom or to the state of knowing all. Okay? So just because someone is, you got initiation into doing this incredible practice where you're manipulating energy, you're manipulating subtle uh, uh, consciousnesses, you're able to do this and that, you're able to make sand into gold and all that kind of stuff, if those activities are not imbued with renunciation, if they're not imbued with bodhicitta, if they're not imbued with correct view, they only become means to further, it just takes you to a different place in samsara. We find it in the question that Geshe Puchungwa asked of Chengawa. Let's say, that's a, a cute one, a cute one to end with. Let's say, on the other hand, that you would be one of those people 
who has mastered all five sciences. Now you can take a sneak peek in the back to see to know what the five sciences are. Nowadays, uh, a, a, a Buddhist scholar in, in the old days, in the eight days of Nagarjuna and so forth, uh, they were masters of five sciences. And, and philosophy was just one of them. Okay? There would be uh, physicians, there would be doctors, uh, 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 grammarians or poets. Uh, they would know some, something of, of the, of the uh, you know, fine arts. Okay, so you can read about them. Uh, but, but nowadays, I think because there are so many commentaries to, <laughs> to read, there's no time left to study anything else. Okay, I mean, 25 years it takes to just, just to study philosophy now, right? To become, to become a, a, a scholar of, of philosophy. <coughs> so that's it. After 25 years, I mean, I mean what, who's got time to go study now? Now, pick up medicine? <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's say one of those, on, on, on the one hand, that you could be one of those people who, who has mastered all five sciences, who has gained the firmness of single-pointed concentration, Someone with each of the five types of clairvoyance. I don't know why they call it clairvoyance. They should, just, they should really call it the uh, five types of psychic power. I think that's the term that we usually use. Would you call uh, the ability to elevate a clairvoyance? Yeah, I don't know why they call it clairvoyance. So five types of uh, psychic power. Who has experienced all eight of the great attainments. <laughs> I mean, to, exp to experience just one of those, is all, you can already go out in the world and call yourself a big shot. But to have mastered all eight. And let's say, on the other hand, okay, that's the one, on the one hand, your psychic phenomena, okay, you can levitate, make, you can you manipulate uh, the elements with ease, turn water into fire, fire into water, You've mastered the five sciences. You can, you can heal people. Not only can you heal people, you can play a mean bass. <laughs> and you're a great doctor, a great musician, a great artist. I mean, you got it all. Not only that, you can fly. You don't just get on a cab and go visit your patient. You fly and visit your patient. Or make your patient in, uh, 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 disappear from wherever they are and appear in front of you. Or take them to Mars or something like that. But they, I don't know. <laughs> You've mastered concentration. Okay? That's one, that's on one hand. Uh, let's read uh, these eight attainments, okay? 26. Let me see if they are... If, are you there? Yeah. What page is that? 164. Uh, 164. Okay, eight great attainments. 
Read it. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are to gain the sword which allows one to travel anywhere. Anywhere. The pill which enables you to become invisible or assume any outer form. The any eye. outer form. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm reading so you can do the... Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. The, the eye ointment which helps you see minute or very distant objects. Yeah, no more needs of uh, microscopes. You can see an amoeba with your naked eye. <laughs> No more glasses. <laughs> no more right. ca- contacts. Swift feet, the ability to travel at high speed. Oh, I love that one. Taking essence and ability to live off nothing but tiny bits of sustenance. Okay. There goes your diet problem. Okay. Skywalk, <laughs> the ability to fly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, <Angela. laughs> Now, do you understand all these eight? Okay. The sword, the one that allows you to travel anywhere. That means you travel to any dimension. Ah. <laughs> and you can meet some of those uh, friends of yours. <laughs> the pill enables you to become invisible and assume any outer form. Okay. I mean, can you imagine what you could do with that? Just out of that alone? From an eggplant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 chocolate. Chocolate, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> the eye ointment, that's the, I mean, I, would, I, I need that one. No, no more dependence on uh, glasses or eye contacts. You can, you don't even need a, a telescope anymore. Someone will say, oh, look at the, uh, what's that, Kai, Kaios, Kai, Cassiopeia? Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. Ooh, look at Cassiopeia. It's a little blue over there on that side. Look at that. Look at it the same way you look at something in front of, right in front of your eye. Or you can look at, look at an atom. The physicists say the atom is this way and that way. Let me see. Let me see. Which of naked eye. <laughs> okay, that's what the eye does. Swim feet. Mm. Taking essence. No more needing to eat anything other than chocolate. <laughs> and, you, and, and, you, and you live much of the, uh, when you have the ability to, to take and live, uh, uh, when you have to, when, once you develop that ability to live off any, nothing but t- taking bits of substances, you live for a very, very long time, for thousands of years. Yeah, just the essence alone. So forget about all this, uh, the all the uh, what about the gross stuff. Okay. Skywalk. Forget about continental or <laughs> when you're all those oh, there's those guys. You always fly free. <laughs> no more tight seats. No more worried about uh, what to take. <laughs> Now, now, now almost all the airlines are uh, making you pay for carry-on luggage. Mm. Okay, an underground. Invisibility and underground. Okay. Underground is going to be able to pass through solid objects. Okay. 
That's just one of those things. On top of that, you're a great doctor. On top of that, you're a great musician. On top of that, you're a great artist. On top of that, okay? All right, now you have the picture. And let's say, on the other hand, that you could be a person who had yet to gain any full realization of Lord Atisha's teachings, but who nonetheless had developed such a firm recognition of their truth that no one else could ever change your mind. Which of the two would you choose to be? <laughs> so, really, which one of these two would you choose to be? You want to be a great guy? <laughs> or you want to be a nobody who just happens to has a firm conviction in the three You haven't even, yeah, it's you have not realized them. They're not realizations. You haven't realized renunciation. You haven't realized bodhicitta. It's not a realization for you, a correct view. But you have a firm conviction in their truth. Which one would you rather be? The rock star doesn't have those. No. The, the conviction of the truth. Yeah. Just, yeah. Really? So there goes being a superstar doctor. You can fly. Yeah. <laughs> and who's living for a very long time. <laughs> nice because. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Oh, it didn't say that you're an evil person. No, but it doesn't have the, if you don't have, it said earlier, mm -hmm. you don't have those, um, you know, the invariable will only take you so far. Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of connected to that? Yeah. So this, so one thing for sure, this uh, rock star uh, doctor is not someone who has done any non-virtuous deeds. None of these things are things that you can gain by doing some non-virtuous deed. He's someone who's, who has mastered virtuous deeds and variable, the, the, the good deeds which are variable and invariable. Only good deeds. Because these are, you can, you can only master the five sciences with, with, with some measure of good deed. Okay. You can only master the, especially concentration. You cannot master concentration without with, with evil, with evil in your mind, with intention to harm others in your mind. It's an obstacle to having the intention to harm others in your mind is an obstacle to focus. Okay, I mean you can focus to a certain degree, but focus to the point where you master uh, clairvoyance and things like that. Uh, you, you can't. So he's a good guy. I don't know, I, I think you could make a case that it'd be better to be the first person. Yeah? Yeah, especially, I mean, some of the things, we talked so much about the eight creative team and stuff, we mm -hmm. got a little bit at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So you did say, 
that's strong concentration, right? Mm -hmm. So if you mastered all that, then you can you're much you have much better skill set to now check those things out that the other person has conviction in. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, like Buddha tested all the different states and say like, is this what I'm looking for? Is this mm -hmm. what I'm looking for? Now you have mastered concentration. I'm guessing that means you can enter all those states mm -hmm. and check them out. Now this is what or what you know what's really going to bring that the satisfaction that I'm looking for. It seems like you're in a better position. You only need some like small inclination, like to test check this thing out. Pronunciation mm -hmm. and correct you and so on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, maybe you'll develop the conviction quite quickly, and then you'll be way ahead of this other guy that's mm -hmm. got the conviction, but no, none of this. Uh, this work done well, that, that was the not quite the fine print of the contract before you decided which one of these person you would be. Yeah, you're totally not spiritually inclined at all. Yeah. yeah. On one hand, that was in the footnote. Yeah. <laughs> on the one hand, you're this person who has all these incredible abilities, and on the other hand, you're someone who has conviction in the and you can only stay in one of those places. You, you, cannot, you, you cannot be the first person and then while you have all these beautiful things then decide to investigate the three, the three paths. So, sorry, you, so you're saying you're pretty much stuck in that camp of not being involved in the three principal paths at all? Yeah. I don't know, it seems like, uh, like you also mentioned they have some kind of clairvoyance. Yeah. The, oh, they have those psychic powers. Yeah. We, we didn't say what they were, but one of them is, you, yeah, clairvoyance. Uh, be able no, to read I've people's seen, minds. I've seen the more. I think the more you get involved in, you can and you see their past lives and yeah. such. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it seems like it'd be a, you'd be starting to go in a, some sort of spiritual way. You're, you're seeing what's going on with them. You're seeing that your thing is going to come to an end. Mm -hmm. See, the reason that you're saying that is because you're spi you you have a spiritual inclination. Sorry, yeah, that, that's hard. It's hard to it's hard to sometimes think yeah. in uh, someone else's yeah. position. Yeah. See the the thing is, you all want you all want that first guy. Come. On. Yeah, I'm trying to make a case why we should without a doubt. You want just want to know. You want you want both. You want you're you're going for both. Um. Yeah. Why not? The, the choices that, that are being referred to here is either you choose to be someone who's a superstar in samsara. Yeah. And, and there were these people. Yeah. In the time of the Buddha, even who were not Buddhists, were Buddhists, were... Okay? And, and because 
these people either they started on the spiritual path and that's how they ended up with these psychic abilities and they get they got caught up in a psychic ability they get caught up in the ego that the ego boosting that it gives them so they got they, they remain remain there or uh, <clears throat> someone may have somehow came, came into uh, contact and connection with somebody who's was like that and and then was just interested in just those powers, doesn't care about, doesn't care about you know, the spiritual path aspect of it. Okay? And that developed into some sort of lineage and some sort of a tradition where, you know, magic school, let's say. Okay? Just go to magic school, just learn magic, so you can, you know, so you can make money. Okay? So there's, you, you want, there's that, and there's, you're on the spiritual path, and you have not gained anything. This is somebody who has gained everything. And, I mean, it, it, this, this person has gained the world, you could say. And there's someone on the spirit, someone in the world has gained the world. Or someone who's on the spiritual path hasn't gained anything except for one thing conviction that it works. So, uh, the, in this scenario, you're supposed to, you're supposed to uh, the, the, the choice is made between one of those two, either one or the other. But be spiritually inclined, you can say, oh, if I had those abilities, I mean, there would be so many people I could help. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have wisdom. If you have those abilities, you can't have those abilities without having wisdom. Without Which wisdom are you talking about? Are you talking about the correct view wisdom? Yeah. You know, you, you could have those abilities without, without, without any sense of wisdom. Yeah. Danger, danger, in, not danger in the sense that you become some evil, mega, mega biggie. What's that word? Mega, mega, megalia. Megalomania. 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 But I'm not really 100% sure what that word means. <laughs> somebody who's like. A, Completely malevolent, going out, you know, doing all, you know, extremely crazy, uh, crazy uh, evil stuff. It's not. It's, it, that's not the danger. I mean, there's that danger also. But, <laughs> but uh, so you can have all these wonderful powers, continue to be good in the world, but it doesn't lead you to freedom if you don't have renunciation, if you don't have bodhicitta, if you don't have correct view. So, it, 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 it see. That's why it, uh, there was the, the two things. Either you're on the spiritual path, mm -hmm. which is good, you're doing only good deeds, but the good deeds is not just, just have doing good deeds, it must be imbued with renunciation, imbued with the, the three principal paths. Or you can do good deeds <coughs> where you don't have those three, but the good deeds only lead to other states in samsara. You're, you're not free. Okay? So it doesn't mean that if you don't have those three, you're an evil, you're, you're an evil person. Okay. You still be good. I mean, you cannot... Uh, Brahma and all those other gods, those god states, you, you do not achieve them by some, by some sort of uh, uh, evil intention. You must have good intentions to achieve those states. But to achieve those states, you don't need to have had any of the three principal paths. 
but if you if whatever deed you were doing that led you to uh, being born as a Brahma, so the power, the good deeds, the karma, the good karma that would lead as a Brahma, if those deeds, when you were committing them, if they were imbued with renunciation and the others, then instead of being born as a Brahma, you would have been born, you would have been uh, uh, free from samsara. Okay. Uh, well, of course, you know the answer, what the answer is going to be, so that's why I didn't, you know, didn't bother to read it. Uh, and Chengawa spoke in reply, my master, leave alone any hope of realizing all the steps of the Buddha, or to Buddhahood. I would rather even uh, to be a person who has just begun to get some glint of understanding, who could say to himself that he had started off on the first of the first steps to Buddhahood. And I have to say, this image is completely unfair. Why do you want to become a Buddha? So you can have all those powers, <laughs> so you can help people. <laughs> so it seems to be saying, do you want to be, do you want, it seems to be saying, I'd rather be a Buddha without all the frills of being a Buddha. Would you like, would you want to be a Buddha with all the frills of being a Buddha? Or do you want to be a Buddha without the frills of, the, of Buddha? Are you a Buddha without the frills? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can that happen? It's, it's impossible. Yeah. But just, it, it could, if, if there could be such a thing, you're a fully enlightened Buddha, I have no idea what that means, or where you don't have all the, none of the qualities of Buddha, you're not a superstar, you're not a master of this or that, you're just, you're just a, you're a Buddha, you're free from samsara. Or you want to be a Buddha where you have all the abilities of the Buddha. I mean, it's like, no, it's like it's quite a silly question, right? Yeah. Well, I'm saying it's a bit unfair. The way it's presented is almost as if, it's almost as if, it, what is this? What is he saying? Do you want to be someone who's on the path, and at the end of it, you're going to be that guy? <laughs> but you're going to be that guy with wisdom. You're going to be that guy with renunciation. You're going to be that guy with bodhicitta. You're going to be that guy with correct view. Well, that's the why. Why is it? I'd rather be somebody who's on starting the path. What you're going to be stuck on the starting path forever? You're, you're, to, you're definitely starting the path because you're definitely going to get to the end of it, which is being like that guy. So, in the very beginning of this class, you asked if we had a clear vision of what a Buddha was. Yeah. Is that then what that vision would be? Is the one that has those three things and has mastered all those eight? Yeah. Things? Yeah. That's it. That's it. Very good. <laughs> yeah, but are you going for the options? <laughs> You're going to help people. You, you, you know, these are just perks that come along with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's that correct view all along. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. else is able to see your correct view. Yeah. You don't care if you can fly. Yeah. yeah. So instead of having be like when you were saying the first proposing which which choice, like there was door number one and door number two, mm-hmm. there could be actually a door number three, which is the blending of the door number one and the door number two. Yeah. Actually, door number two is actually an entrance to both, to both doors. Door number two is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what you were mentioning is like, uh, yeah, in the first place, it's an ego-boosting, ego- uh, building 
thing where, oh, look at look what I can do, look what I can do, look what I can do. Look how many people I've been, I can help. Look at how many people I'm helping. I'm a great doctor. People adore me. Not only that, I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I can play with. The, I can play, you know, guitar, piano with any with the best of them and stand stand there. Okay. And if you, you, if if that is just to boost your ego, then. It will, it will only lead to something. We don't even have to think about, you know, the person is doing it to harm others. Just, you no, know, it feels good to do it. And so then that's the only reason you do it. If we go back to me saying, I just want to know that person, mm -hmm. it's sort of, you can see what that person does now. I mean, I said it you know, whatever before, mm -hmm. but if you can see what that person does and be able to achieve it mm -hmm. in a different direction, instead yeah. of just having those doing it through, you know, uh, vision, helping people, not just wanting to be, you know, the rock star. Yeah, yeah. So if being a rock star helps you have others, then you become a rock star to have others. But you don't become a rock star just for the sake of being a rock star. So with the second one, you have the choice of being whatever, whatever it is that is, will help others. And you have the you, you you will tap into the means through which you can achieve you can do anything. So the rock star is stuck being a rock star. You could say, can I be anything else other than a rock star? But with the other one, you can be a rock star and not be a rock star. Whatever it will, will help. Okay. All right. And by the way. Uh, and this is where it's, it, it kind of gets uh, tricky. If you want to be a Buddha, you have to master the five sciences. You have to master... The <laughs> 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 but in the beginning, you have to sort of like, because of the uh, selfish, because of uh, uh, our motivation is not pure. We have to sort of steer away from those things because they might taint us. And the way we do that, we sort of like look at, oh, that's ugly. Yeah, Buddhahood is better, as though we don't want those anything to do with those. But when you get, well, what will help you get closer to Buddhahood? You have to master the five sciences. <laughs> you have to master the clairvoyances. You have to master the eight attainments. You have to master. The, the concentrations. You have to master them. <laughs> no, you have several. <laughs> On the spiritual path, yeah. <coughs> you you continue. On the spiritual path, you continue. But that in all other areas. Of yeah, the I mean, if you were a master physician, and and also it depends. Like those those children who are uh, what called prodigies. Yeah, it's because in the very immediate past life, 
they were already uh, uh, they were they were already in that in music. So it's sort of like their consciousness is already uh, hasn't been disassociated or detached from that. That's what helps them to continue. But if if it's uh, uh, spiritual path, it could be a thousand lifetimes ago you mastered something. As if it's something that you master on the spiritual path, it's always with you. And what if you had mastered what you just had your feet you know, planted and you're working on it? You know? Oh, okay. Remember that uh, for you just we just read? That's being, having your feet planted mm-hmm. is a, a tremendous realization. Mm-hmm. Gaining conviction in the spiritual path is a tremendous conviction. Mm-hmm. And a tremendous realization. It's a great achievement. Okay. Oh, um, no class next Sunday. Hmm? Why? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you can have a class. <laughs> what? Can't I wish I could. <laughs> we have to wait for. Uh, oh, we could do Skype. Like <laughs> sort of being in with Skype. Here is a ground anointed with incense and flowers strewn, with its mountain mirror adorned by four continents, the sun and moon. Visualized as a Buddha field, I offer it to the merit field. May all beings partake of a supremely pure Buddha field. Etam Guru Ratnamandalagam Niyatayani. By this virtue, may all beings perfect the accumulations of merit and wisdom and achieve the two holy bodies that arise from merit and wisdom. Yeah. <laughs>